Welcome, everyone. Uh, it's awesome to be back. It's, you know, a little bit. Of, this is Nicholas Stander, the Entrepreneur Builder. It's been a, a while since I've, I've done a podcast. And, you know, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to think back about all of the things that you go out there and you try to do as an entrepreneur and how all of the daily things can kind of get in our way. And figuring out ways to accomplish our goals is always one of those amazing things. And I think it's wonderful, especially at the beginning of the year to kind of be able to go back and look at those items that you've been trying to do. And, you know, you, you allow yourself to kind of get buried in these things and I'm guilty of it myself. And I think this podcast and YouTube channel is a perfect example of that, that, um, you know, you try to get momentum and things continuously kind of happen in the background and how do you prioritize? And so I thought that that was a fantastic way for us to kind of start off the year, myself getting back into this thing and as well as trying to, you know, let's have good conversation or comments and, um, you know, our guests over the next couple of weeks and that will be kind of focused on that as well. But talking about how you organize yourself. Um, myself, I am a big fan of Michael Hyatt, shout out to Michael Hyatt and the full focus planner that he has developed, um, and the way that it has helped me kind of focus. But, um, you know, I think from a general entrepreneurship standpoint, you know, we can talk about it from two different stand, from two different views. We have a piece of this that is kind of the operations, right? Um, and so we have the operational piece and then, um, you know, your day-to-day -day activities. I'm going to say, throw that all kind of into that operational piece. And then we also have the financial piece. And so we have the basics when we start talking about financials where, you know, uh, let's say we have to start with the budget, right? Um, and too many small companies, I think, ignore this. And it's a shame. It's it's something that, you know, um, back when I was with the publicly traded companies, this was a big deal. We spent months and months and months and months doing it. We had meetings about meetings, all trying to get us ready for this, um, this budget that we were going to turn in. It was so important that we try to... Um, nail these numbers down as far as our own personal income was uh, concerned and what it was going to look like for our boss's income and, you know, what the street was going to think and all that sort of fun stuff. And I think it gets so complicated and so complex that so many uh, small businesses try to just avoid it. And that's a shame as well. And so there's too bad, you know, you can get overboard on this and um, do like some of those companies do where we're meetings about meetings. But Ignoring budgeting is just as bad, in my opinion. Um, and so what's good is trying to find that happy medium here, right? And finding your place and trying to understand what that budget is going to look like. This um, should include, you know, of course, the P&L. Everybody likes to start with sales and bottom line, right? And so we do so typically do a couple of bottom-up approaches and a top-down approach. And we'll go over that a little bit in um, the next couple of weeks. Um, one of the important things to remember there, too, though, is that it's not just a P&L issue. This is also, you know, we need to be forecasting or uh, budgeting for your balance sheet. 
and your cash flow, right? Cash flow is the killer of businesses. Um, you can survive a long time losing money on the PL and showing that you're having an accounting loss. But things are different when you're actually bleeding cash. And so cash is king, as they always say, and uh, we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're forecasting that out as well. And ideally, you have some sort of ongoing rolling 16-week cash flow or at least a 13-week cash flow model. And again, we'll go over some of that, I guess, in the next couple of weeks. Um, today, I wanted to talk a little bit about just cash in general and talking about cash management to kind of get us down that road again, because so many people want to focus just on revenue side and revenue is great. Um, there's no argument here. Um, when you don't have revenue, there's no such thing as bad revenue, right? You go out there and you're trying to get any dollars in because you need to cover those fixed costs. Um, but back on cash, some of the things that you need to do in, um, for those of us who are using QuickBooks or QuickBooks Online, there is a cash flow statement in there. Go ahead and print that out and spend some time with it and try to understand where your cash is coming from. Um, analyze it on a monthly basis. The cash flow statement is kind of an interesting statement that uh, really uh, not even a lot of accountants I find use, but um, it's kind of getting you from the accrual net income on your P&L to your change in cash. And so it is basically an understanding of what you have done with that net income or net loss. And so how did you actually get from your prior cash position to your current cash position? Because anything that happens, net income, net loss, whatever it is on the P&L has to manifest itself somehow on the balance sheet, right? What I mean by that is you either, um, in its most basic form, you know, we made money, P&L is showing income, and so that has to show up as cash. Well, you know, hey, it doesn't always show up as cash, though, right? We didn't always, we don't always just deposit because we're um, reinvesting it back into the company. And so we see it sometimes show up as inventory, uh, or we can see it show up as fixed assets. We can see it show up as prepaids. Um, we could also see it, though, reducing debt. Um, and uh, the last one, I guess, or one of the other, I guess, kind of going down the balance sheet, the equity option might be that you're drawing cash out of the out of the company. But, you know, the opposite is true, too. When we see net losses occurring on the P&L, and how does that factor back into the balance sheet? Meaning if we're not making enough money, well, how do we pay the bills? Well, it money has to come from two places or three places, right? We either have to borrow it, the owners have to put money in, or we have to make money. And so if we didn't make money, then that means we had to borrow money or owners had to put money in. And so we can also see how that's occurring on the balance sheet and how that's happening on the cash flow statement. So go ahead, print that out. If you have questions about it, go ahead and post them in the comments section. And we can get back to we can uh, address those in, in future uh, podcasts as well. Interesting here, uh, as is for most accounting issues here, that uh, try to look at this at least as a starting point of not looking for perfection, but trying to understand trends and trying to look at a history of what your cash flow has been. Try to understand where, which direction it seems to be heading. You know, are we 
um, is cash trending up from its most basic is tra cash trending up or is cash trending down? If it's trending up, why is it trending up? Why is it moving? Um, you know, and the idea here being just as it is when we'll talk about budgeting, the idea here is to better understand what's going on in your business. It's not necessarily about us trying to say, well, look, six cents moved over here and seven cents moved over here. Not, not necessarily. What we want to see um, is, hey, debt went up $10,000 this month. Why? Was it a temporary thing? Was it something that we were financing for short-term jobs, meaning that, hey, we had a big project that came up and it consumed some cash? You know, things like that, that we want to understand how the business is uh, operating because it'll help us a lot when we go into these next stages and these next talks about how we're going to do our budgeting. Because um, it, it also adds into what our working capital looks like, right? And so what does the what does a $10,000 increase in revenue actually cost you? Um, when I'm working with clients here in the office, this time of year, we hear a lot of things about revenue jumping, right? Everybody's going to have a much better year, um, which is great. I love the, the positivity of it. But we also have to look at this from a standpoint of whether or not can we afford the growth. And that's um, when we think about constraints and our the things that are holding us back or could potentially hold us back. You know, hey, we're going to double business this year. Well, that takes labor, but it also takes money. Right. Um, most of our businesses, most entrepreneurs are dealing with some sort of situation where it is a um, consumption of cash that's occurring up front, whether they're paying people or they're having to buy things that then they manufacture or they install or provide some service. And then they don't get paid back for another 30 days. Right. They're typically giving some sort of net 30 terms. Because of that, then that means every time your business grows, you're consuming cash. It takes an injection of cash into the company. And so are you going to be able to put that money in as the owner or is that something that you're going to borrow or did the company make enough so that it's funding itself from a working capital standpoint? And so take a look at that um, cash flow statement, print it out. Uh, spend some time with it. It can be a little bit confusing. There's a couple of different sections on it, whether or not it was operational. And so meaning that this was the trends or excuse me, this was the results of the actual operations of the company. And then there's investing activities that are on it as well. But that top section is probably where you want to spend your most time. Um, the second section is kind of your capital assets and stuff and then getting into equity and that. Uh, but that top section there is how did you actually make it through the day-to-day -day operations and then um, so spend some time with that, looking at the AP and the AR, looking at what your net income was and how that flowed through. All right. That puts us at about 10 minutes. So we'll go ahead and cut it. Uh, it was great to be back. Looking forward to doing this more often. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Um, appreciate all our listeners around the world. Um, and signing off, this is Nicholas Stander with the Entrepreneur Builder coming out of Stander & Company in Humble, Texas. Look forward to talking to you guys again. Take care.